showing up with energy is, is a choice. And uh, you realize that when someone says, uh, or when you would get home from work and you're just wiped out, it's been one of those days, right? You're just, you can't do anything. You just want to eat and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. And then one of your buddies calls and says, Hey, you want to go play golf? And suddenly you're like, yeah, yeah. So that should tell you that you can command that energy. And so that's physical energy. But before that is that mental energy. This is episode six with the motivational Kelly Moser. Welcome to Take Command with Paul Gowan. I am a Mustang Marine turned international leadership consultant. Each time we come together, I bring you inspiring people and messages to help you take command of your relationships, your time, and your finances so that you are free to lead the life you want. More than taking action, greater than empowerment, take command of your life. Starting in five, four, three, two, one. One. Let's go. Edwin Markham says, choices are the hinges of destiny. And Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor says, please be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. The reason why I chose these two quotes for this episode today is because Kelly and I get in and talk about how showing up with the energy uh, that you're bringing to a situation is your choice. And we discuss how Kelly is really dialing in, how he shows up in every area of his life, especially because he can base it on what he's learned in life so far. Kelly Moser is originally from Mount Airy, a small town in the foothills of North Carolina, whose claim to fame is being the birthplace of Andy Griffith. And that's where the show uh, Mayberry, uh, the Andy Griffith show came from. Kelly learned resourcefulness and a rock-solid work ethic from his parents and tight-knit family. You just work hard and figure it out. If that doesn't work, ask for help. Learn and repeat until you get the desired results is one of the things that Kelly has shared with me. After climbing to the top of the food safety and quality ladder, Kelly realized that not only was the ladder leaning against the wrong building, fulfillment, the thing that he was hoping to find at the top, was not there. It was only when he was introduced to personal development and began to serve others that he really found his purpose. Today, Kelly is a certified high-performance coach, speaker, solutions provider, group fitness instructor, and the founder and CEO of the Moser Movement, where he lifts individuals and teams to their potential and higher selves. However, before you can achieve that big goal, you must first move your butt. He has that as his uh, theme, his motivational theme and everything that he does, but spelled B-U-T. Kelly's practical motivation and positive attitude are infectious, often saying things like anywhere can be your happy place with the right perspective. And that signature tagline, move your butt, relentlessly encouraging those around him to let go of excuses, limiting beliefs and negative self-talk in order to find their best selves and live a full life of fulfillment. Outside of the entrepreneur world, Kelly enjoys the company of his best friend and wife, Janet, as well as all things outdoors, including fishing, boating, kayaking, and living the beach life. He's got a program available for helping realtors break the six-figure barrier. We'll talk more about that in the episode. Uh, In this Take Command conversation, Kelly talks about the need versus want in relationships, 
showing up with energy is a choice and the small steps that can lead to a big change. I asked him how the impact of his rapid promotions uh, uh, impacted his family. Like, what were those? How he takes command of his relationships. And when he is just, his mind is playing tricks on him and, and it's just giving him a bunch of lies. What is his why that defeats those lies? And you'll learn the surprising facts around catfish noodling. I know you're going to love this. If you are consciously aware of the energy that you are bringing into the world, then this episode is for you. And if you know someone in your life who has uh, that desire to change and can use the tactical steps to either shift their perspective or take action on creating that change, then be that hero or champion in their life and send them this conversation. You can pay it forward for all of the good that is coming into your world by producing and creating some of that good to go out to someone else's world. And it's as simple as sharing this podcast with them, sending over the link, paulgowan.com slash 006 and saying, hey, I found some of these things to be really interesting. What do you think? Let me know. And then hold them accountable. Have that conversation with this person, whether it's your friend, your family member, your parent, your siblings, your kids, your team members, your boss, whoever it is, that you want to support, that you want to love, that you want to hold more accountable to their energetic presence and choices. Send this over to them. Share it on the podcast app that you're listening to, whether that's Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is, or send them the link, paulgowan.com slash 006. Don't forget to join the community. The community is such a huge part of the Take Command project. So if you're not yet part of the Take Command crew, go over on Facebook, Type, type in Take Command Crew, join us over there. And with all of that, let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome everyone to the Take Command Podcast. I've got my brother from another mother here, Kelly Mosier. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited for today. We've we've danced around this for a little while. We've, we've known each other for some time. I, I know you're full of energy and I'm so excited again for, for today. So thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. I, as I was looking and preparing for the show, I've got some notes here. Uh, some of the things that we have in common, man. And I think, I think this is, it's not going to be too surprising for you. Uh, we're both certified high performance coaches from the high performance Institute. Trained yeah. by the main man himself, Brendan Burchard. Uh, we both are podcast hosts. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have I've had the privilege of interviewing your co-host uh, a few days ago and interviewing you today. And then I, what? in a few days, y'all are going to be interviewing me on your show. I think it's the coolest thing. And it's a very different dynamic when you're the host and when you're the guest. So I, I love, I love the dynamic. So let's, let's rock and roll. Yeah. I'm excited about that. One thing I picked up from reading your bio is the resourcefulness that you gained from your youth. Uh, we might, we might explore that a little bit. And one piece that really jumped out to me is both of us had made some significant progress ascending the corporate ladder and recognized, uh, I'm playing a game that I don't want to, I don't want to play anymore. And we had a major shift. Uh, so we have that in common as well. Uh, where do you, how did you get to where you are professionally right now? Like, what is your professional story? 
So uh, like you uh, climb the corporate ladder very quickly uh, in, in, the, in the town and in the family that I grew up in, I have the world's greatest parents and they instilled in me a good work ethic. And the story was, you know, get into a place where you can grow. And so I kind of fell into a bakery. I have a fish and wildlife degree and, you know, fell into a bakery as just an, an hourly sanitation person. And in a couple of weeks, they promoted me to the supervisor. And so it was at that point I told my boss, I was like, Hey, I'm coming for, for your job. And I, I said it candidly, we were, we were joking around, but yeah. I, I was a little serious there too. And, uh, I was expecting that to be over a period of time and it ended up being two weeks. They, uh, asked him to leave and I just happened to be standing there right place, right time. And they promoted me and it went like that gangbusters for that first year. I went from $9 an hour to close to six figures in under a year. Uh, and that's wow. not me. Yeah, that's not me bragging. It's just, that's the way it happened. And luckily I was able to find a mentor in the company and he was like, Hey, here, let me show you, show you the ropes kid. They, they always called me the kid. I was the youngest one around the conference room table most yeah. of my career. Um, but the, the funny thing about that climb was I was doing the things that society, family, friends tell you to do, right? Get into a company, climb the ladder, and they never tell you then what, right? They just say, get in right. there and climb the ladder. So with every rung of that ladder, I'm searching for fulfillment and happiness, and it wasn't there. And then you would say something like, well, if I get my salary to be this size, then I can be happy and fulfilled. And right. it wasn't right. there. And I, so I made it to the top of my ladder and got to the top and realized that not only was the ladder leaning against the wrong building, yeah. uh, fulfillment and happiness wasn't there either. And so for the next 12 years, I searched for, and it was one of those, well, this place isn't serving me, so I'll go over here. Maybe they've got their stuff together and just kind of, I didn't bounce around. I stayed, you know, three or four years. Uh, made some great relationships, but it came to a point where I was like, I have to, I have to find my thing. And so that's right, when it right. led me into personal development. And from that day, it was just all consuming my man. It was, uh, it, everything, the books, the YouTube videos, the conferences that that's where you and I met. So, yeah, uh, it's just been a whirlwind tour since then. And now owning my own business on my own, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's equal parts, exciting and terrifying. Oh God. Yes. It's like <laughs> the best roller coaster in the world. Absolutely. One of the things that the, the Mosier movie, and, and am I saying your, your name properly? Is it Mosier or Moser? Moser. Yeah. Moser. Like, a, like a bulldozer Moser. Moser. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, it frustrates me when people say go in and I'm like, no, 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 there's, <laughs> you got to put the emphasis on the other syllable, man. So the Moser well, movement. English is not my first language. Hillbilly is my first language as you can tell. And I've just, <laughs> I've just learned English over the years. Well, I grew up in Southern Canada, also known as Eastern Montana, where I, I didn't have a long A sound for probably the first five years I was in the Marine Corps and, and my buddies would just make fun of me. Um, like Paul, what, what do you put your groceries in? I was like a bag, but <laughs> yeah. what do you go camping in? I was like a sleeping bag. Right. <laughs> they made me learn how to say bag. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm the other extreme. I say tire, 
fire, you know, but there's, there's like five eyes, wherever there's an eye, right, there's right. five of them. What about crayon? Crayon. Okay. That's yeah. so bad. You, uh, you think I was going to say crayon? Now there's like, I'll, I'll hear some people from North Carolina be like crown. It almost sounds like crown. Oh yeah. Okay. It gets really kind of slushy in there. Uh, <laughs> One of the things the Moser movement is known for, though, and I, I see this uh, so frequently on Instagram, is move your butt. Yes. Uh, the first time I heard that concept was from Sean Stevenson. And uh, he, he wrote a book called Get Off Your Butt. And you're, you're talking about move your butt because you're out there at like, I don't know, it's like one or two in the morning here in Arizona when you're already up on the East Coast, leading, inspiring, motivating uh, yeah. people to get physically active. And I love that. What was it for you that was that, but that had you in, in the pursuit of that top rung of the never ending ladder? Uh, what was it that finally moved for you, for you to just shift gears and, and, and go into how you're serving now? Right. Well, the move your butt is not the butt that you're sitting on, right? It's that butt that you hide behind. And it's, I, I use that language intentionally because the, the butt is, I want to go to the gym, but I don't have time. So right. that excuse. There's also right. a butt that's the limiting belief. Uh, I really want to start a new career, but I can't learn new skills. So that negative belief. And then there's, the worst one of all, in my opinion, is that that negative self-talk, which is, mm -hmm. I know I deserve a better relationship, but I'm not good enough for that, or I'm not good enough for happily ever after. So there's three different buts that the Moser movement uh, moves, and but stands for believe, understand, and take action. So we're reframing the but. The but for me, the one that I carried for many, many years was the I'm not good enough. The, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a dumb hillbilly from Mayberry, North Carolina, right? Who's going to listen to me? Who's going to, who, who wants to hear a speech from somebody that with that upbringing, that sounds like you, that talks like you, that looks like you. So all those, those butts, and it's really cool how that aha moment came at one of the Brendan events. It was, so we're waiting outside behind the purple door and there's a coach who's very seasoned there and I'm telling him my story. I'm like, yeah, I want to leave my corporate, but I don't know what I want to do. And I've got all these dreams, but I'm not good enough. And he asks me a very coachly question. He says, well, Kelly, what do you think you should do? And before the filter could catch, before the, the, the filter that says, don't say that, I blurted out of my mouth, I need to move my butts. And both of our eyes lit up and he was like, I think you might be onto something and turned around and walked away. I don't know his name. I don't, I don't know anything else about him. It was like, you know, God sent you this little person to, to tell you what you needed to hear at the exact time. And, yeah. and that's the aha moment. I was like, you, you're exactly right. I, I gotta, I gotta move this, this, butt." and for me, the way to move that, that, butt is to, is to prove it to myself. And I know that sounds kind of, uh, let me explain what I mean. Uh, when you have that, I'm not good enough belief, rewiring that belief takes action. 
it takes. So the first goal that I ever uh, set for myself was being able to whistle really loud with my two fingers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and then that went to like being able to juggle 30 catches. And so I really started small with those goals. And with each one of those, I was proving to myself that I could learn a new skill. Number one, two, everything is figure outable. Have you read that book, Maria Forleo? Everything is figure outable. No spectacular because it's exactly the way I frame it now. I may not know now. And, and that's true confidence. Confidence is not the ability to, to know something. Confidence is the ability to figure it out, to learn it. And so the more times you can prove that stacking those times over and over and over, suddenly that, what do you mean? I'm not good enough. No, no, no. We're going to do this. It may take me some time, but I'm going to do this. So that's the, that's the way I moved my butt. I love that. Uh, one of the things I, I, I love going interdisciplinary as, as a coach. And we were talking a, a little bit ahead and uh, hit and record on here, how we kind of shy away from the, the, the term coach uh, because there's some of the people that just like adorn themselves in that title. So that way they can come in and just judge you mercilessly. Um, but one of the things that, but I like to do is like bring in all of these different interdisciplinary studies so that I can serve my clients in a, in a different capacity. Yes. Coach them. Yes. Lead them. Yes. Inspire them. And, and what is that called? We were, we were, we were fishing around for some words. I don't think I, I figured that out yet. Uh, one of the things I love doing is studying physics. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. And with your very, very quick ascent up that corporate ladder, how did that impact your family? Oh, it was, it was huge. It was a a huge, uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If you don't, it's kind of like winning the lottery. So if you, we've all heard these stories about how people from, you know, humble beginnings, they get dropped a huge amount of money and they don't, they really, they're, they don't know what to do with it. And so they end up going bankrupt. And that's kind of the way uh, that one side of the sword on the other side of the sword I provided a great life. You know, we, we were, but if you don't have the happiness and fulfillment, the money and the, and the title and the team and all that doesn't, doesn't mean a whole lot. And at the time you're just, you're just clawing for every inch that you can. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. I, I just, you just put one foot in front of the other and, and, and hope it works out. But I, I think the more you, again, prove it to yourself, the more you work for it. Yeah. Um, I think you earn that both in for the outward to, for your team and the inward self. It's that confidence that you said, you know, no, no, I, I was, I've been in that hole. I've been digging those ditches. I know what it feels like. That's, that's the greatest leadership quality that when I'm training, new, new leaders. I'm like, get in the ditch with them, get dirty with them. And so I, I'm able to say that. And I think that's a huge, a huge thing. And and we were talking about some of the things you do when you grow up in literally the Mayberry of North Carolina, Andy Griffith's hometown, yep. uh, catfish noodling. That, I don't know if it gets <laughs> a little bit more funky or dirtier than that. How does one get into catfish noodling? Um, it's a very strange story. So I was sitting at my desk one day and uh, became friends with the pest control 
uh, guy that can't, comes in and, and puts the bait stations and does all the pest control for the bakery. And he said, Hey, I'm planning a man trip. And I was like, Oh yeah, what are you doing? He's like, me and a couple of buddies are going to go to Arkansas and we're going to go noodling catfish. And for those of you that don't know what that is, you basically get into a muddy lake and you stick your hand in a hole and you pull out a catfish. And after, so the, had, after the catfish in, in, engulfs your arm, right? <laughs> it attempts to swallow your arm and then you pull it up and you've got a, a, a catfish glove on. Yeah. And so <laughs> I said, man, that's so cool. I, I would really love to do that. And he says, well, you should come with us. And I thought it was kind of one of those times where it was like, hey, we should go have a beer sometime. And you never really do. It's just something you yeah. say. And two weeks later, I got a text. It was like, hey, man, if you're going with us, you need to buy your plane ticket. And so I told my wife, I was like, hey, I'm going to go with four strangers to Arkansas. I'm going to get in a muddy lake, stick my hand in a hole and let a fish bite it for fun. And she says, okay. And that was pretty much the conversation. <laughs> and here we are getting on an airplane. This was a this was a movie in itself. And the only instruction, we went with the guide. The only instruction the guide said was, we have one rule. We don't jump out of the boat. He had this nasty scar on his foot where he jumped out of the boat and a, and a cypress knee or a piece of metal went through his foot. He was like, other than that, just fill around for a hole in the bottom of this muddy lake and stick your hand in it. That's the basic instruction of, of what, uh, what he gave us. But I can tell you with absolute certainty that when you are underwater and you have stuck your hand in a hole and you're waiting, you're anticipating something to bite you. To bite it. Yeah. Every fiber in your body tells you to pull your hand out of that hole and you have to, once you get bit, push your hand forward and hang on. And so it is, talk about a mind job. Like that's, we're, we're from evolutionary standpoint, everything is wrong with this situation. <laughs> and yet we paid our hard earned money to go do this. So it was a fantastic trip. Uh, I encourage you to do it if you've got any kind of uh, fear that will definitely get, uh, get it out of you for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely doing it. I, I thought you had to hold a little piece of hot dog or something. I didn't know it was just your bare hand. Yeah. So they have a nest, uh, they build their, their nest in these. So think of a boat ramp with the concrete slab and underneath it, they get in there and they kind of burrow out a hole. Yeah. And so when you put your hand in there, they're not, they don't bite and hang on. They just bite to kind of say, Hey, you're in the wrong place. You should right. get out of here. And so when you, I'll send you a picture. The biggest one we caught was 42 pounds. Good God. <laughs> did you keep them? Did you, did you bring some home? Uh, the guy, he, we kept one, which was plenty big enough for the five of us. And we had a, we had a shore lunch or a dinner and it was fantastic. As you are learning these different things from all of these different places, physics, noodling, catfishing, sanitation in a bakery, has there been a place in your relationships where you stepped up and, and there was a, a necessity for you to take command in, in some of the relationships you have in your life? Absolutely. And I would, I'm so proud of the relationship that I have with my wife. And it really, it took us both working on our, I love my favorite Jim Rohn quote. Jim Rohn is my man. I think he's, 
I'm so sorry that I didn't get to meet him. I would consider him one of my greatest mentors. Uh, but he has a quote that is basically, I will work on me for you. You work on you for me. And so my wife and I, when we were dating, we had this conversation about, I don't need you to come in here and do my laundry or help me pay a bill or clean. Or co- I, I did that. My mother taught us how to do all that when I was younger and, and yeah. same on her side. She was very independent. She's like, I pay my bills. I, I don't, I don't really need you to help me do any of that. The reason we are together is because we love each other, right? It's not a need, uh, you know, that in that sense that I need you to help me pay a bill or, or clean something. And I think that's the real key to have that, that clarity in the beginning, because oftentimes we get into relationships and we think, oh, we'll just fix the other person. And that's a very dangerous place to be. I'm look more introspective, like fix you first. Not that we're broken and we need fixing, but work on you, make you the best person that you can be. Because otherwise, if that relationship dissolves, then you're going to just carry that to the next relationship, right? So taking command of that is the reason I push so hard. The reason I am trying to be the best Kelly that I possibly can is for her. And it's by setting those intentions. I don't just take it as it comes anymore. I don't just wait for the day to fall on top of me. It's a consciously designed routine schedule with an ultimate goal of being the best that I can possibly be. And and once you can get some awareness as to the 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 lie that you're you've been told by society, like society tells you go to school, get married, have 1.34 kids, buy a house, contribute to a 401k, and die. Check, 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 check. Yeah. So when you get all that at 25, 30, now what do you do? You, it's cause, because the story that you've been told is, is may not be your truth. And so when you can get some awareness around what makes you an individual and, fi- you know, and luckily we, we found each other, but I don't think you're, I don't think you find a soulmate. I, I, this may be a little controversial, but, uh, I think that you find somebody that you're compatible with and you grow together, right? You, you, you work on each other. You, you learn to communicate very well. You, you learn her do's and don'ts, my do's and don'ts. Yeah. And you, you grow together. It's, it's not the princess and the frog, right? At least that's my belief. I think, with with my wife and I's relationship, it gets better and better and better the more that we can work on each other and become better and better. So, yeah. I love that because today uh, is the four-year anniversary of when I met Valerie, uh, my lady. Awesome. Uh, awesome. We dated and it wasn't until eight months later uh, that we became a couple. And for me, one of the major shifts was uh, that we started doing personal development together. She came to High Performance Academy in September of 16 and seeing that aspect of her wanting to grow, uh, it, it, it's one of the sexiest things about her. It's I just completely this agree. relentless pursuit. She's graduating at 35. Oh, damn. I'd better get that Uh-oh. right. This is going to be a great opportunity for post-edit. 
she went back to school as a non-trad, non-traditional student, and she's graduating with a pre-med degree here in five weeks and then has another several years of school. Uh, and this morning we were going through our, our, our morning routine of, of asking each other questions, challenging each other, supporting each other. And she goes, it's four years ago. And I'm like, yep, I know. And she goes, four years ago, I could not have pictured that we would be living where we're living, uh, pursuing a, a degree in medicine of me with a business. Uh, so I was unemployed, uh, <laughs> when I met her. <laughs> so this is, it's amazing when you think about how you just make those little shifts. And like you were talking about, put one foot in front of the other and then grow together. Uh, Cause you're either going to grow apart or you're going to grow together. There is no neutral. Yeah. I love that. Who was the most influential person on you growing up? And what was it that they influenced you or taught you in, in your life? Yeah. So I, I grew up in a, in a small town, Mayberry. It's an, it's a real place. Uh, and luckily was surrounded by family. Our family is the, the family that, goes to grandmother's house and for or on Sundays for lunch, you know, everybody, there's 30 people in the house and, you know, it's a great time. So I was surrounded by, by family. Uh, so it's going to be impossible for me to pick like that one person, but I would say that my, my grandfather, he's 92 now, uh, and still, uh, I got an aha moment from him, but not at the time. So I asked him this question several times. I was like, hey, Papa. I call him Papa, right? Yeah. Uh, how did you get to be 90 years old? Like, how does that even happen? And he would never give me a, a real answer. He's just always like, oh, well, you know, you just get lucky kind of thing. I mean, here's a guy that plays golf twice a week. He is, I mean, driving around, picking up people's trash. He's active in church. He's a, a, a widower now. He's a father of three. He's got these years. He was in the army. He's got all this wisdom in him. And I got my answer to that question in a seemingly insignificant conversation. So I asked him, I was like, well, Papa, you're playing golf twice a week. Are you, are you beating those guys that you play golf with? And he said, Lord, yes, but that ain't hard. And I'm like, okay, he must play with some people that are really terrible, right? And I said, well, why is that? He said, because I play with a bunch of old men. And so that, that right there is the story that he tells himself is he goes and plays golf at a competitive level. He's 20 years older than the young, than the guys he plays golf with. But the story that he tells himself yeah. is he goes and play. He's a guy that goes and plays golf twice a week. He's a guy that, so that's the most, the conversation that you have with your kids, your wife, your pastor, your coworkers is not nearly as important as that conversation that you have with yourself. And, and that's something that I learned from him based on that. He's like, I'll play with a bunch of old men. Now he could just as easily had the perspective of I'm too old to go play golf because society yeah. tells you that 90 year olds don't go play golf. So I really thank him for that gift, even though he, 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 my aha moment didn't come until years later when I was thinking about that, that story. I'm like, that's it. That's, that's, that's his story. Yeah. I love that. Have you, have you shared with him? 
that aha moment that he passed on to you? You know, I think we've had that conversation um, a little bit, but not as a matter of factly, uh, as he would kind of put it. Um, so, yeah, I do need to to have that conversation and uh, he'll get a chance to to listen to this and, and hear a little bit of it. But, yeah, I definitely need to sit him down and interview him and have that that conversation. Uh, I do need to do that. I. I lost my uh, my grandparents over 20 years ago, and uh, I think back just as I'm I'm growing older now, and wanting to have that advice and that perspective. Uh, right now, as we're as we're filming this, America's in a state of panic and fear with COVID 19, and you know all I got to do is just go back to to thinking about some of the stories that. My grandparents, especially my mom's dad, uh, taught me before he passed. And it instantly just helps me frame uh, and have some perspective about what's, what's really going on here. Is it really as bad as what humanity's seen within people that we can ask for their direct perspective? I don't have to go to the history books. I was able to ask what were some of these just travesties. You know, my, my dad's dad was an Okie from Muskogee kind of a situation and displaced from the Great Depression. Uh, my mom's dad, a prisoner of war in World War II um, by the Nazis. And his last name is Steinbacher. And they didn't take too kind to that. And he told me just some of the brutality of being captured and them finding out his last name. And then when I look at what's going on and yeah, I'm a little frustrated that I can't get toilet paper and people are hawking ham bean soup for 20 bucks on Amazon. That really frustrates me. And then I think about, you know, my, my papa, my mom's dad, where he told me about making grass soup and sipping on it for three days. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm just restored to this very sobering awareness of, wow, uh, that perspective helps me. What's a perspective that in your past that's creating some clarity for you? Uh, and what is that message? What is that clarity? This, ask me a different way. What is, what is something from, from your past that when you look at this, has it, you're a real happy guy. One of the things that attracted me to, to, to come over and interact with you, you've got energy uh, that dwarfs a nuclear power silo. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. I, I can feel when you come into a room. Has it always been that way? Or have you had some stuff that's rocked you on your heels from which you draw perspective from? Yeah, I think uh, showing up with energy is is a choice and uh, you realize that when someone says, uh, or when you would get home from work and you're just wiped out, it's been one of those days, right? You're just, you can't do anything. You just want to eat and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. And then one of your buddies calls and says, Hey, you want to go play golf? And suddenly you're like, yeah, I, yeah. So that should tell you that you can command that energy. And so that's physical energy. But before that is that mental energy, being able to, to say, um, 
that's kind of a superpower I've learned here in, in recent years with being able to transition. Right. And so I use a block schedule and I build in that little buffer to have a transition. So if I'm transitioning from sales calls to email to coaching call, then that little time in between to reset, focus, and set intentions. Most of my life, I didn't set any intentions. I was just taking the day as it comes. And, and when, you are, when you have that, so I'll give this to you. I have a, a doorknob trigger, and I'm sure you've heard this before, yeah. where you identify who you want to be and set those intentions on the other side of that door. And I think that's one of the most powerful tools uh, in, in your tool belt as far as being able to command and set those intentions. So I think that's the energy shift, whether it be physical or mental, but being able to, to set those intentions and decide who is it that you want to be on? Who, who do you want to show up? Because if you get to choose between Netflix, Netflix and chill guy sitting on the couch eating Doritos or uh, healthy, vibrant, mentally, physically in, in great shape. And if that's a choice, why not choose what serves you and what will serve not only your current self, but your, your future self. And so that's, that's been that, that intentions is a very powerful thing. What was that shift for you? If you, if you haven't always had that perspective, if you haven't always had that, uh, that drive, to, to change your butt, to get off your butt. Yeah. Uh, what was that shift for you? We had a, a consultant come into the bakery and he started talking about green track, black track thinking. Basically, the green track is your positive thought that you can choose or you can go black track and think negatively and, and spreads. And there was this little activity that we did and it, for whatever reason, it's something that I had heard, you know, 50 times before that, but for whatever reason, his delivery just kind of gave it to me. And, I, you know, once you, once you have that clarity, once you have that aha moment that you have a choice, I think that is something that was lacking in my, in my life previous. I didn't know that I had a choice. I didn't, I I was just doing what I'd always done because it was in my comfort zone and it was a routine and I didn't, I didn't know that I had a choice. So once you can intentionally choose something and figure out how that works for you, uh, I think that's when that aha moment really, really hit. What are some of the choices that you're making? You have that aha, you have that clarity. Uh, What are, what are, what are some of those choices that you have now that, that in, you're making? Oh, and, and now, now it's a lot. Uh, so I used to wake up every day and start my day with a honey bun, a Pepsi, and a cigarette. And now I start my day at, and that was at what, 7, 7 a.m. I've always been kind of, kind of the morning guy, but now I get up at, at 3 o'clock. I uh, am an instructor at a boutique fitness. I do that to keep all the engines running and this body performing like I, and I love getting in front of those, those members and driving them to their fitness goals. That is so rewarding when uh, a member comes up 
after class and says, you know what, I'm, I'm down a couple of pounds and I appreciate everything you do. Like if I could pay my bills with that feeling, uh, I would be, I would die happy, man. But just it, choosing that routine, choosing to uh, have a, a good exercise routine uh, coupled with a, a diet coupled with, see, there's not a silver bullet. Everybody's looking for the get rich quick, uh, get skinny fast. Like there's not a magic pill potion or injection that you can take. It's little tools, little habit changes over time. They, they stack so fast. So getting up 15 minutes earlier in a day turns into drinking your daily recommended intake of water turns into swapping the fries for a salad turns into writing in a journal turns into so all these things it's funny how you look back a year uh, two or three ago and you're like who was that guy and how in the world did i yeah. get to be here yeah right? oh gosh yeah i i am the guy i made fun of five years ago when i i i just hit the the five-year mark of being a veteran and not still in uniform uh and i think back on just how disparaging I was. I knew all the personal development frameworks. I grew up listening to Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Earl Nightingale. My dad really got that part right for me growing up. I didn't apply. I didn't apply what I was learning. I didn't, uh, I didn't challenge myself to grow. I did the stuff that was easy. Uh, and even though there was a lot of challenges in the Marine Corps, overall, I look and I'm like, did that really push me? Uh, especially compared to like entrepreneurship, <laughs> like you, you, yeah. you and I are doing right now. What a fun roller coaster. What a fun ride. One of the things I'm aware of, and, and, and we've talked about this a little bit, is the stories that we tell ourselves and, and just how they can become lies because our, our brain, just the way it works. What is your why that helps you defeat those lies? The, the why that I, so there's, there's, a, there's a fear there that, um, I don't know. I, this may be a this may be a first share here on on a podcast. So, uh, my one of my fears, or actually my biggest fear, is uh, so I I die and go to heaven, and you're at the gates, and the Saint Peter's looking through the book, and he says, "Okay, Moser, Moser, yep, here you go. Let's walk, walk in. We'll give you the tour." So he walks through the garden, and he's like, "Okay, over here's the pool, over here's the gymnasium, here's the snack bar, and we go up to the big house, and we walk through, and he's showing me everything, and he's like, "Okay, are you ready to meet the man?" And I said, "Yeah." So we walk in there, and we start up this conversation, and suddenly God goes, "You know what? I need to I need to show you somebody." And so here comes this person who looks a lot like me. He's got a real nice suit on. He's got a swagger about him. He's, and he starts talking about all his achievements and, and he says, this is the guy that I expected you to be. And I know that's not going to, the way it's going to go down, but that, that story of just, yes, I am happy and fulfilled with my current self, but that chasing that best version of me, you think about five years ago where you were and what and how you acted and the conversations you had, that was five years. I'm going to yeah. live to be 90 years old at least, right? With the things, the way that diets and, and technology is going now, we're going to live to be a hundred, 90, a hundred. So in five years, you made such a dramatic transformation in your life. You went from smoking cigarettes, eating honey buns and drinking Pepsi to now owning a business about 
helping people achieve the best version of your of your of themselves like that's the why five years from now what is it going to look like 10 years from now what is it going to look like that's what drives me forward if if knowing what i've been able to do in five years if it continues like exponentially this is going to be a wild ride this thing we call life and i'm i am strapped in and ready to rock and roll with this thing i i what drives me every single day is I get to not only fuel myself, but in doing that, I get to fuel others and surround it. My purpose, it, I found my purpose when I started serving others. Like I went like just in the, how's it going? Can I pray for you? Having a conversation with a coworker, texting a, a a friend that you hadn't talked to. Hey, what's up? I hope you're doing well. Like it's not about standing in a pulpit and spewing Earl Nightingale and Zig Ziglar. It's about a connection with a person, an actual person, regardless of their, their race, creed, color, religion, any of that stuff. At the end of the day, it's a human being and being able to affect them in a positive way. That's, that's what drives me. That's my why. So that was a roundabout, long, long answer, but uh, that's I, it. Preach it. <laughs> preach it. That was awesome. Uh, I, I love that. You know, like sometimes, maybe you've had this on, on sessions with your clients. You're on a thread, you're on a theme, and then you come to where what, you know, might be a fork in the road, but then it just kind of goes, <laughs> and all of a sudden you've got like a five, five different decisions about where you want to go. And that just, that just happened. Um, yeah. Sometimes I had to tell clients, I'm like, well, we got a lot of balls in the air. So let's, let's pick, let's pick yeah. one and, and dig into that. What's the place right now that's challenging you the most? Where are you focusing your efforts the most right now? The challenge for, for me, and this is not a, a unique situation. I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, and really it doesn't, it's not, only entrepreneurs. I think if you're managing a family or a team or a business, it's finding the balance between, am I pushing hard enough to make this thing go and work? Am I doing enough to drive the business? And coupled with, am I giving myself the grace at night to say, today you did what you said you were going to do. So a lot of days I've done a lot of work here and I'm, and I'm not perfect yet by all means, but I get to the end of the day thinking I could have done more. That was that there was a 15 minute in there and, and I wasted, I wasted 30 minutes over here. So I start to break down that day and I think, man, I could have, I could have done so much more today. I think people uh, overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year. I don't know whose quote that yeah. is. It's not, it's not mine, but uh, so finding that grace, being able to say, no, no, no wait a minute, you, you checked all the boxes on the schedule. Things are moving along. You're, you're awesome. You're doing, you're doing well. So that's the balance is the, the struggle that I'm working on the most currently. I want you to speak to the person right now that is, is climbing that corporate ladder and they feel that, that gnawing against their soul, that this, this isn't aligned with my potential. I want you to speak to that person that laying in bed and then there, because when, you, when you're saying like, I could have done more, there's that potential conversation. 
whether it's because you're still working for the bakery or you had another question to ask your client to really promote that breakthrough or to, to clear that path for them. I want you to speak to that person that's, that's working around that, that challenge of accepting and that grace. And what would you say, like two or three steps, do these things to be able to cultivate that place of grace, to be able to invite that place of grace into your life? What would those, what would those steps be? I think it, number one, I wear this, uh, wear this little bracelet that says integrity and it's not keeping promises to others. It's keeping the promises you make to yourself. It's e those are the easiest ones to break, right? If I promise you that I'm going to do something, if I say, Hey Paul, I'm going to do this, I, hell or high water, I'm doing it. But if I'd say, Hey Kelly, I think you should do this today. And then something happens, then you can break that promise. And so number one for me, it's, staying in line with keeping those promises, being in integrity, having integrity to the promises and keeping those to myself, because that does a couple of things. One, if you keep those promises, you're moving the needle forward. It's also building confidence that you do what you say you do. And so that, that whole cycle just builds and builds and builds. So number one, keep the promises that you, you make to yourself. Uh, number two, start small. Like I said, my first goal was to learn how to whistle and it started off with a lot of spit and air and, and a lot of noise and no whistle, but now I got it. And in a short amount of time, practicing that, whatever it is that you're aiming at, setting those small goals, that's what leads to bigger and better things. So maybe you're in that job that you don't like, or you know, is not your thing. I would say just start small, just start. If you're asking that question, is there more to this? Do I have more to give? Like, what's my thing? If you're asking those questions, keep pulling that thread, baby. Keep pulling that thread. Keep chasing those questions. And suddenly when you say, it's, it's like Alexa. If you say, oh, I need some new shoes, then all in your Facebook feed, like shoe ads come, right? So yeah. that's the same way with the universe, God, cosmos, energy, whatever you believe. But when you start casting these things out into the universe, I think that's number three is just share that story. Hey, Paul, I got this thing. I got an idea. What do you think? It, it, again, it builds that connection. Two, you're getting that perspective. Being in a, you know, I was 20, I was 25 years old before I got on my first commercial airline. Before that, I'd never been more than a couple of hundred miles away from my home range. So the first, the first time I got on a commercial airline, I went from Mayberry, North Carolina to downtown San Francisco on Halloween. Oh you talk God. about a, you talk about a perspective a perspective shift there. Uh, I don't advise going that extreme. That can be a bit of a, a mind job, but might have a little again, shocker. Uh, again, the more perspective you get, the more conversations you can have with the people that don't look, sound, act like you, because we only know the story that's in between our heads. So the only way we know a way another person thinks is if we ask, if we have that conversation, if we share a story, if we share a vulnerability. Um, so that's, that's it. Start there. I love it. I love it. You're, you're uh, putting the finishing touches on a program in, in service of others. It's going to be available here. Probably, depending on when this episode drops, it might be available right now. 
Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that, that uh, opportunity to come work with you. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm building a program. It's, it's going to launch here in the next couple of weeks uh, specifically for that realtor that's looking to break that six-figure mark. Uh, there's a big need in that realtor space, especially here in Florida, with just they've got the tools. They just need that, that guidance, that strategy, that extra set of tools to break through and get to that next step. And this program is so... It, so I tell people, you got to take them to that place where you got to get out of that comfort zone. And what happens if you don't? Like, who are you, who are you missing? What are your kids missing? What, are you, what is the people around you missing if you don't take that next step? And by going through this program, not only will you get to that next step, it's going to be, you know, it's about an eight-week course that's going to serve you for the next, however long you live, right? That's, this is compounding it. Not only is it going to solve those problems and get you to those goals, but it's going to spread to the kids, to the friends, to the people yeah. around you, your community. And that's the power of coaching. And I love the solutions provider. I have actually had that on, on my business card. I'm a solutions provider. And so I love being able to help people and guide people to those answers. And, and now we're going to have a program that's, that's rock solid for all you realtors looking for that next step. Hit me up on social media, go to yeah. the website, check it out. And, and I love what you're saying. It's an eight week process because you're getting ready to make an investment in yourself. Uh, you and I have both seen the folks that are in the, the personal development space that are selling that bandaid, uh, that, that yeah. get rich quick, that, that fix yourself quick and boy, that's just not lasting. Right. So I love yeah. that you're approaching it with the intentionality of, you know what, you're gonna put some work into this. It's gonna take some time and it's gonna compound to all areas of your life. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, just about ready for some final questions with you. Where do you hang out the most? I, I'm, I'm seeing you on Instagram, I'd say the most. What's your handle there and where can people find out more about you, your website and everything else? Yeah. So on Instagram and Facebook, both is Kelly underscore Moser underscore. If you just type in Kelly, I'm usually the dude. There's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of guys uh, named Kelly. So just, just hit me up on there. Uh, the Moser movement has its own page. Uh, the website's kellymoser.com just to keep it, keep it very simple and connect. Ask me a question. There's nothing that lights me up more than when somebody says, Hey, what do you, what's your take on this? As, as coaches, we, we love to talk, right? We love to share perspective and, and I'm no different there because if I can add, I know that if I can help you out in this moment, that it carries on to the next moment. And if you can string enough good moments together, suddenly you get a, a great day and a great week and a great year. And then suddenly you look back and say, man, I can't remember the last time I had a bad day. So that's my, that's my gift to, to people every single day. And I, I live for it. I love it. I love that so much. And Moser uh, being spelled M O S E R. If you're, yep. if you're uh, listening to this on podcasts, uh, you don't have the benefit of seeing his, his title card up here on the, on the video. Uh, final questions for you. Okay. Uh, if you woke up tomorrow, and you found out it's your last day. What would you do? Oh, that's a great question. I would kiss my wife. 
I would, I would connect with the people that mean the most. I would uh, spend it with family. I would, I would eat a gigantic steak. I would try to catch one more fish. Uh, but really, I want to be, I want to spend that time with with loved ones because it, it, even if you dropped a hundred million dollars in my lap tomorrow. I believe, I truly believe that at the end of, of this life, when you ask, it's not going to be all the stuff that I bought with it. It's going to be those people, those, that family, you know, those friends that are really, really close or that, that family member that's really, really close. Those are the people that, that count. And so I would spend as much time. I would, I would hug and kiss my nieces and that, and, and brother and mother and cousins and everybody that I possibly could. I, I love that. I, I'm not surprised with that answer, just knowing you and getting to know you better over the, the time since we've met. Uh, and I do want to challenge you. Go give, your, go give your lady that kiss when we get done with this recording. Uh, get creative using that innovation that you had as a kid growing up in Mayberry, North Carolina to reach out to your nieces and nephews and your loved ones. Uh, take action now. Because uh, we never know when we're going to get that memo. Hey, today's it. You, you've, right. got, you've, got a, you've got a day, you've got an hour, you've got a second. Uh, so I want to challenge you there. And I also want to acknowledge you, Kelly. Uh, you are such a light and a love in this world. You are on a mission. And if people don't know it because they haven't yet heard it, they can see it, they can feel it from a distance. And as we are changing in this, in this country, to really take a look at the, the men in our country that can show that kind of emotion, that can lead from that place of love. That's how we keep our country on the right track. That's how we, we keep the world on the right track. And you are a leader demonstrating that, challenging people to do that, supporting people to do that, loving people to do that. So thank you for everything it is that you're doing with who you are, with what you're doing with the Moser movement. Uh, just all of it. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. It's, it's been an absolute privilege and pleasure uh, ever having met you. I appreciate that. And it, it means, it means a lot to hear that from you. I, you're somebody that I respect and, and look up to and, and share ideas with, and I, you're, you're a pretty cool person yourself. So <laughs> I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Uh, final question then. Okay. What is, what is your definition of take command? Take command means decide what you want and get it. And I know that's a very easy, generic, Hallmark card kind of answer, but it's a very tough question to answer. When somebody asks you, what do you want? That's not a very easy answer sometimes. So it's going to take you some work. It's going to take some introspective work. It's going to take, you know, working on yourself and also thinking about what what do I want? You've only got so many rounds around this earth. You got so many sunsets and sunrises. Um, but asking those questions and figuring out what you actually want and, and, and don't let that, those limiting beliefs, those buts, don't let those buts talk you out of that thing that you want. Go get it. It's there and you are more than capable. You're good enough right now in the skin that you're in and the season of life you're in. You're good enough right now. Go get it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Moser, thank you so much. I can't wait to where we're doing this in person. That's going to be so yeah. much more fun. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being on here. I'll tell you what, anytime I get to talk with Kelly, I get so excited. First of all, he is just, he's got that country accent that just like, it, it gives you a hug in everything that he's saying, which is so important because some of the stuff was challenging. Showing up is your choice. And if that was unsettling to you, then take note of it. Lean into it. See what truth there is. Or if you know someone who needs to hear this message, send them the link, paulgowan.com slash 006, or share this on whatever podcast app that you're listening to. Be that champion. Be that hero. Send them this link. Send them this episode and say, hey, let me know what you thought about this. I really found this part of what Kelly was talking about to be really intriguing. Be a giver in your life. Share this over on Instagram stories. Tag me at paul.gowan and uh, tag Kelly as well as I'm sure that he would love to see the impact that he's making on your life and everyone that, that you affect as well. I'm so grateful to be able to bring people like Kelly onto the Take Command Conversations podcast so that I can share his wisdom, his knowledge, his experience with you. Would you do me a favor real quick? Leave me a comment, leave me a rating, whether it's one star or five star, whether you have something that I'm doing well and you say, Paul, keep doing this. I'm loving it when you do this. Or you can say, Paul, stop doing this. It's really distracting or or whatever that is. Give me your comments, give me your ratings, whatever that is. I love to pull the comments and highlight them in future episodes, the shout out of the week, because this all really helps me out advancing my mission, which is to bring to you the best, the brightest, the smartest, the people that have the most experience from all of these different walks of life to help you take command and find that next level of success, to create that next level of success in your life, in your relationships, and in your business. I bring to you the knowledge. Now you have that power to apply the knowledge to your life, transform it, and reach that next level. It's up to you to apply it. Thank you so much for being part of this community. And if you are stuck in how to apply this knowledge in your life, then I want to invite you to head over to paulgowan.com slash apply. If you're stuck in life, relationships, business, and you want access under the guidance of an expert to reach success faster, reach that next level, whatever you define it to be, paulgowan.com slash apply, complete a client application. I'm taking uh, applications right now and my team and I are excited to see if you are a good fit for the Take Command coaching solution because I know it will help you grow and succeed faster than what you are currently doing. Again, I am so grateful for Kelly and the energy that he shows up with every day. And remember those quotes from the beginning of the episode, Edwin Markham saying, choices are the hinges of destiny. And Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor saying, Please be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you know what time it is. It's time to get back out there and take command of your life to live the life of your dreams.